0: On this podcast, I discuss the world's folklore, myths, legends, and superstition. I explore what these stories meant to the cultures that shared them, the different uses of lore in our modern day entertainment, and the history of it all. Welcome to Folklore Friday. and welcome back to Vampire Lore Part 2 now in this one trigger warnings we talk about a couple of pretty nasty people that were very murdery so if you're not into that go ahead and just skip skip this one but for those of you that are still interested we mo- the trigger warnings are for Elizabeth Bathory and Vlad the Impaler so definitely some violence they were both very prolific in history, as incredibly bloodthirsty. And because of that bloodthirst, people questioned whether or not they were vampires. Or often, if you look up vampire lore, their names will come up just because they had an insane lust for blood. So, kind of nasty, giving you a little warning. If you are a parent and you're listening to this without headphones, you might want to pop them in. Other than that, we hope you enjoy some of the research we found on the darker side of history. Okay, well, let's see. I'm trying to decide because I have two topics because I, I'll i quickly go over Elizabeth Bathory.
1: Sp- I hope you guys can't hear my dad outside.
0: No, I can't oh. hear it. You're good. <laughs>
1: He takes his business calls outside and he wears his Bose headphones. They're noise cancelling. So he can't hear how loud he's being. And you can hear him. Like, I mean, the property's three acres and you can hear him all the way across the property. And it's like, <laughs> okay, bud. <bye>. That's funny.
0: <laughs> okay. um, So a, a very notable person in history, although she didn't drink blood, she bathed in blood and she was just one of, of the most prolific serial killers of all time Her name is elizabeth bathory or ears a bit. <laughs> is your chair you got uh okay so elizabeth Technical
1: difficulties
0: yeah <laughs> he's gotta <laughs> go to the bathroom chris is taking a break so elizabeth bathory was in the guinness book of world records as the most prolific female murderer of all time
1: there's not
0: that many i know yeah well and Okay, the numbers that she has, men or women, it's really hard to get to this. The highest number of victims Whoa. cited during Bathory's trial was 650. Whoa. I know. Confirmed? Um yes, according to Jeez. her servants and a diary that she kept. Whoa. But they also tried to get rid of a lot of the evidence the family did when it was time when she was arrested.
1: When was this?
0: Okay. Elizabeth Bathory lived from 1560 to 1614. She was a Hungarian noblewoman and from the noble family of Bathory. She owned they owned land in the Kingdom of Hungary. Now that area that she lived in is now split up between Hungary, Slovenia, and and Romania. So and around that area. Okay, so what did, she would did she have like an MO. She, she was just a psychopath. She was. She got them all. Huh? Yeah. The she. Okay. So how it started is she was abusive to her servants. So oh. she'd slap them around and, and then it, it grew from there. Basically. I listened to a whole podcast on this. I don't know why I was like at work. And I just like, was like, sure. And I just like put my yeah, headphones I mean,
1: <laughs> on Something to do while you're at
0: work. Yeah. But it was, it was a little gruesome. She so she started with the abuse of her servants and then she took it to the next level and she started torturing them. And that's kind of where um like historians and psychologists think that's where it like triggered her, I don't know what you call it, excitement or or whatnot. That's what awoke it. And so then she started torturing. A lot of people. So she started by torturing her servants. But the weird thing is, is that her higher ranking servants would help her. So she wasn't alone in this. And that's kind of like.
1: They're probably thinking better help her than be the next victim.
0: Exactly. And then it's that thing of like displaced guilt. Like if multiple people are doing it, it's easy to like mob mentality. Like, yeah, let's do this or let's try this. And so and they would also invite young girls to the castle that was was hers for like a tour or for this or that, or maybe you want to become my servant. And then they just wouldn't come home. And she always blamed it on like illness, like, Oh, well they got sick. And, and the numbers just started ranking, just started like racking up and they were paying off like, like a priest would come to, you know, give the last rites or whatever to the body. And she'd be like, they're sick. And then if a, if the priests were like, this is, this can't keep happening, they would kind of like get paid off and pressured by the family to kind of like look uh, the other way. And a lot of power. Yeah. And her husband was gone a lot, but when he returned and first discovered that she was torturing, there was like a moment where he could have um stopped it but because he was a psychopath too he just joined in in it and so then they had different things that they would torture and like and she also like oh i'm putting a warning at the beginning of this she would eat like their flesh sometimes she would like gnaw it off their bodies and then sometimes she would cook their own meat like hannibal and make them eat it while they were still alive like she was an insane insane person so why this is relating to vampires, one day while she was torturing someone, some blood splashed on her skin and she noticed that the next day her skin was very smooth It it cleared up anything that was on it. And that's what began the fascination with blood. And so from there, she would, after she would torture people, she would drain them. She had her own version of an Iron Maiden that would basically had tubes that would like funnel into like these big containers and then she would bathe in it. isn't that horrible <laughs> like,
1: it's all about exfoliating
0: oh it's just so <laughs> it's so gross um <laughs> to catch you up talking about elizabeth bathory bathing in blood she they
2: was the
1: original L'Oreal. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was another thing. Chris brought it up. Um, she liked specifically virgin's blood, so she would go after very young girls, like teenage girls from the ages of twelve to, um, like sixteen, because it was normal to get married. She got married when she was fifteen, and so, yeah, that, that was that was her target. But she finally got.
2: I thought maybe she had a type too. Maybe I read that in something else. I thought there was something I read where she. Went for redheads.
0: Oh, I like, didn't read that, but it's very possible. She liked them to be beautiful and young and, and virgins. But the, geez, the servants like helping in, quit that job, get a new job, run away. Like, ugh. You it
1: gotta remember com- the times though.
0: That's you know? true, but and honestly. That's are. That's if true.
1: well and you're not the victim and you're like already in it enough that maybe you won't be the victim. And like, once again, you are in the same position essentially as these victims. So yeah. you might as well be going and getting them and like giving someone to her to be the victim. Can't beat them, join
0: them. Yeah,
1: and exactly. And it's like a survival situation.
0: Yeah, no. And that's exactly like, they would like hunt them out. And uh, like her servants would go and do that. It was ugh, like, she, it's, it was very crazy. Okay. And then she was finally captured because People in the village started to revolt and saying like, "Our daughters are going missing. This can't go on anymore." And so, enough we word, know who's doing it. yeah, like uh, word spread around the country, and so it was like officials that it, it got to the point where even her family couldn't bail her out. They're like, "We don't care anymore. You, this is not yeah. okay." So she was imprisoned in 1611, and okay, let's see, her family's notability was the only thing that saved her from being executed. Originally, they planned for Elizabeth to be spirited away to a nunnery. <laughs> I love that word, spirited away. But as <laughs> accounts of her murders of the daughters of lesser nobility spread, it was agreed that she would be kept under strict house arrest in a castle that was not in her property and her ownership. I was like, you're going to put it her- in. style. Yeah, exactly. But. They were going to take her to a nunnery that would be like prime pickings for her. These like helpless women that are just taught to be obedient their whole lives,
1: and they're bringing in new girls like, like oh, she's constantly. A bird family. Oh, yeah. We need to bring them in, just and like killing and, like, a bunch
0: 13. of nuns. And, like, yeah, oh, that okay. would be like that would be her bread and butter if they took <laughs> her there. So it's she like, was why t- are all the girls missing? Yeah, I know, oh god. So she was detained, and I'm not going to say this right, but shizik castle and this and so there's differing accounts some say that she was in a dungeon and there was only a small passageway for who for her to get food and then other accounts say that she was able to roam the castle but all of them say that she was heavily guarded and she wasn't able she had no authority over the staff there so she couldn't she couldn't like boss anyone around she wasn't getting she wasn't given any of her privilege she received the only visitors that she had were priests basically to give her her last rites and she only lasted about 4 years and then she died which they, thank god
2: <laughs> they did put to death three of her
0: oh good i didn't read about her servants
2: three of her servants good but they were once again it wasn't really
1: their choice you know
0: yeah but uh, they they were
1: taken apart
0: some of them would come up with ideas of let's try this torture now that that was on them. And when you're recruiting somebody, I don't know, like it comes to a point where it's like, you're still technically guilty of doing yeah, this. Yeah. Were you
1: taking orders or at a certain point, were you just like so ingrained and in a part of this that
0: you are not only a willing participant, but you're perpetuating this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe
1: no fear at all, up for your own safety.
0: Yeah, because you're like, oh, Elizabeth Bathory's. no one can touch her, so therefore no one can touch me. So
1: And, like, maybe they weren't even concerned that they were going to be the victim because they're like, I'm not the MO. Like, I'm a, you know, middle-aged or elderly white man or something like that. It's like, I'm. she's only killing little girls and stuff. Like, yeah. she's not going to kill me. And, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it was very, very messed up. She did, Yeah. Chris is looking at different things. I have a
2: death toll of eighty official. Official death toll of eighty women that
0: that their bodies were found? Because there's different accounts, but there's multiple grave sites on her property. And then according to her journals and the servants, the count was upwards of six hundred.
2: Six hundred. I know.
0: Isn't that crazy? But they also yeah, but they also tried to burn...
2: That's not remotely near Ted Bundy.
1: Well, I was saying, like, <laughs> the idea that, no, it's totally not in the numbers, but it's the <laughs> fact that, like, he got sentenced to, and like, was pinned down for certain murders, but then they say that, like, it could have been over,
2: oh,
0: yeah,
1: you know, yeah, like, yeah. like Oh yeah, ones more. they didn't get him for?
2: Yeah, yeah. Of, and
0: of and things and that, like,
1: like, aren't accounted for. Up, but, like, he doesn't even take claim to and stuff, and, Yeah. I mean, who knows how many people he killed?
0: Wouldn't you want to at that point? I mean, he, he knew he was going to be in for a penny, in for a pound. Why wouldn't you be like, yeah, I did this, but I don't know. It's trying to under trying to apply logic to. I don't a, know a so, psychopath, but so. at the same yeah.
2: time, like after a hundred, are you still able to keep track of all of that?
0: Oh, true,
2: you know. <laughs>
1: and what if you didn't have any names? You know right so like what if he doesn't know their name and they're asking you know well what, did you kill Elizabeth in Colorado and it's like when where yeah. oh my God. also if like?
2: you're trying to remember a uh, hundred different names when was the last time you were able to keep hold on to a hundred different names I mean I know murdering something someone is a little more intense thing to hold on to but I yeah. could meet someone a hundred times and still forget their name
0: <laughs> okay so according to the Guinness Book of World Records she was accused of murdering some six hundred and fifty women across what is known today as Slovenia.
1: Mm. Jeez, that's a lot.
0: That's so many. Slovakia.
2: But are they just lumping Slovakia? up Slovakia?
0: <laughs> Sorry, Slovenia. What I said, Slovenia. It's Slovakia. <laughs> yeah, it's can, <laughs> That is quite the Slovakia. difference. Sorry. <laughs> so the point that I wanted to bring up, Elizabeth Bathory, is to show that there this woman was not supernatural she was just a evil woman and was capable of these atrocities and so it's it's you know it can feed into this anxiety that there are these things out there that want to kill you and you know drink your blood or uh, like have possession of all of your faculties and so that was kind of why i brought up her whoa Oh, he just, Chris is pulling up a table of ancestors of Elizabeth Bathory. Man, what a legacy to try to, like, live down. (laughs) To be like, where, who's your family? Ah, yeah, let's talk about something else.
1: (laughs) That's a conversation starter on a first date.
0: I'd be grateful if I was a woman, because I'd be able to get rid of my last name, like, (laughs) move somewhere where no one knew me. (laughs) Like, yikes.
2: (laughs) Well, she had a son and a daughter, so... They all drop that name really quick. That's good. Oh yeah, I bet.
0: Yikes. Okay. Try
2: to distance yourself.
0: Yeah, it's freaky. Okay, so next I want to have Nick talk to us about Vlad the Impaler, and I only know surface level, so I'm I'm ready right right.
2: to <laughs> I would so, imagine um, he impales.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> how is, is and how many people is yes. really the 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 juice of this so this is dracula i mean this is like the it's it's potentially the um real historical person that the fictional story of dracula was based on and it makes sense to an extent um But then there, of course, there's like the folklore extension of like what we would all think typically of being Dracula or our stereotypical vampire. Um, This is a real man is the thing. That's the major difference here. And this man had a very complicated history in his life, but he was very brutal and was essentially a warlord committing atrocities like war crimes. They're really bad. But yeah, he he was a man who made a point to be vicious. And for good reason. I mean, he was fighting off empires. But let's get into it. <laughs> so, this takes place in 1431, well, when he was born it was 1431 and when a lot of this stuff happened was around 1450. So, quite a long time ago. So, he's known as Vlad III the Impaler. And he was born Vlad Third, and his father was Vlad II, uh, Dracul. And Drac- he was given the name, uh, his father was given the name Dracul, which uh, ref- is translates to dragon. And he was given this title because he was part of an order, Christian Crusaders. And in that, that
0: order was titled the dragon. So hmm. Dracul the they they
1: were nobility so they're well to do they were they were nobility of what's currently southwest Romania and at the time was called uh, Wallachia and i i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right but there was a, there was a lot going on at the time with empires and imperialism and invasions of Romania it was kind of going back and forth between the Turkish and the Ottoman Empire. And so because they were a nobility and Vlad II, Dracul, he was essentially, let's just say he's like a, a king. And he takes two of his sons, Vlad Third and Radu, to go on this diplomatic meeting with the Ottoman Empire. And when they get there, because uh, he's thinking, like, oh, like, I'll, I'll get my kids to kind of see what I'm doing and see how the whole situation works. Because one of them will eventually inherit the the whole family business, essentially, mm-hmm. and the land and, and all the people that they lord over. But when they get to the Ottoman Empire, they're all kidnapped by the Ottoman Empire. They're mm-hmm. like, sweet, we got you. And uh, they tell Vlad the Second... Uh, Draco, cool that if if he wants to leave, he can, but he has to leave his two sons.
0: Like behind so, with the enemy, oh. with the
1: enemy. So and he goes like, uh, "Well, I've got a third son, and oh, God. I also need to go back and like get my affairs in order. And if I have any chance of getting my sons back, I need to go home." So he leaves, yeah. and he leaves his two sons there, um, Radu and Vlad the Third. And during that time, they spent seven years in the Ottoman Empire. And during that time, they're taught other languages, which they already knew like three different languages um, when they were being raised. But they learn more languages. They learn, I think they're converted to Islam. And they're also taught the ways of like the art of war. And they're taught science and philosophy. So
0: interesting. So they weren't necessarily like prisoners
1: not what we would think of as being typical prisoners at the time. Uh This was kind of common practice to like take over these sons. And now they're, they're your responsibility somewhat. And they're not just going to be like kept in a dungeon. They're going to be not treated as being like part of the culture or anything. They're going to be on the outs, but they're also being brought into the fold just a little bit. It's a really complicated history because they learned both Vlad Third and his brother Radu were taught a lot of like brutal practices from multiple people because shortly, okay, so they spent seven years in the Ottoman Empire learning different things, watching a lot of torture because so the Ottoman were very violent because they were an empire trying to sack all of Europe mm-hmm. and trying to invade Romania. So They were released after seven years because their dad was killed um, during a coup. And so they they kidnapped the third brother, Mercia, and they tortured him in front of his dad, like across the way. You know, so he's like gathered all of his people and he's going to fight off the coup in his own backyard. And then suddenly they've like got his son like on the other front lines and they're like blinding him oh. and like torturing him and stuff. And Yikes. then they go to battle and he, they kill him. So now mm-hmm. their father's dead. They're stuck in, in the Ottoman empire. And they're like, you know what? Like, we'll let you go. And they send him back, but now they don't have a home to go to. So they get, uh, they live with like various other relatives and some of them are like known as being really, um, ruthless warriors. And so they learn a lot more of their own practices later on, they use, um, from this kind of like wayward lifestyle afterwards. And so they have a pretty tough upbringing and they are the rightful heirs. Uh, Vlad Third is the rightful heir to that throne. And he eventually gets it back by oh. working with the Ottoman Empire, I believe, to like, Get back his throne, and because he's like spent seven years with the Ottoman Empire, they kind of hold him in high regard at a certain point, and he's yeah. only like thirteen or fourteen at the time.
0: Oh my God, he's a child. Yep.
1: and he's lived like pretty rough life at this point. But they're they're like, okay, he knows our ways, and maybe they're thinking like maybe we've got an asset here, and we can put him back into his own throne, and then he'll work with us. And it doesn't quite work that way. So Mm -hmm. what happens right when he takes the throne is he gets he asks all of the nobility around him who at one point had staged a coup against his family and Mm -hmm. killed his father. So he's inviting his own enemies to his throne for a banquet. He's like, come on, guys, like let bygones be bygones. We'll figure this out. But I am, you know, I'm the king essentially and like you do need to give me some sort of respect and they don't show him respect he asks them to lift their turbans in front of him and they don't so huh. he kills all of them and has their uh turbans nailed to their own skulls
0: Ooh. like yep. you wanted your turban here you go
1: yeah you wanted to leave it on now it's on forever yeah. so, <laughs> pretty wild so
0: was he kind of was he started- 13 at that point
1: yeah, I mean, pretty young. I mean, he was, yeah, probably a few years older, but yeah, I mean, he's probably like thirteen or fifteen.
0: I mean, I, I guess that I'm still thinking with this modern perspective of like exactly. a thirteen year old as a child, but like when when were you considered a, a man? Like teenagers were getting married, they were giving, you know, the throne, and so yeah, yeah people died a lot younger than they do now. But yeah, still. It's less about you
2: being. Uh, the right age, and more about you being the right size. Once you more grew the right into style. your, yeah, more of an adult body, you were good to go to start doing some stuff like that. Yep. Yep.
0: So and, he was showing his, his power, basically.
1: And yeah, showing his power, taking his rightful place in the throne, and getting uh, revenge. Because
0: these are the people and, that killed his father, and kind of, yeah, wow.
1: Yeah. And so then what he does is he takes on two different empires he takes on the turkish empire and who are invading and he also takes on the ottoman empire
0: oh his who had held
1: him captive
0: friend kind of friends but like in a what's that word oh gosh when you're when um somebody is kidnapped and then they're kind of like brainwashed what do you call um, that
1: Stockholm. Stockholm syndrome. Syndrome. thank you
0: yeah so the people that stockholmed him in a way okay yeah
1: Oh, totally. So, yeah, he gets his revenge, and he ends up just being a brutal, brutal warlord. And he gets a lot of praise from the the Pope, Pope uh, Prius.
2: Uh, really? Uh, Pius,
1: Pope Pius, yeah. Pope Pius II um, openly admires know. him because he happens to be fighting the front lines of an imperial force it wants to wipe out and colonize Europe and in turn take over and um, abolish Christianity.
0: So So, the Pope is kind of like, yes, because it's showing like a force that can't be reckoned with. And so Pope's
1: like kill them all.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And he tries, I mean, he, he eventually kills up to 80,000 people and he, this is where he gets his title. So he was so ruthless and he had this, um, he's called Vlad the Impaler because his main way of torturing and killing people and making an example to the next um, force coming towards him was to impale their soldiers. So he impaled 20,000 Turkish soldiers and left them waiting in a, in a completely devastated city for when they when the new force comes in and they're like, Oh my God. Cause when you impale someone, they're not dead. They're, still, they're still quite alive.
0: Oh, what a and horrible.
1: He would do it in a way that would like leave them alive moving around. It was pretty wild. Well,
0: I mean like so, if you're thinking about it as far as like a war tactic, it's actually pretty genius because it's, it's saying effective. this is what I will, do. they're not even going to have a quick death. They're going to suffer yep. and if you keep yep. coming at me and my and my empire and my people this is what I'm going to do
1: and it's a message I mean 20,000 try taking all of that down before your entire army sees what he's going to do to you
0: that's, <laughs> yeah that's so many that's so many
1: yeah so I mean he was just very widely known for impaling all of his victims and a lot of people and he feasted next to, like, in the forest of dead bodies. So he'd, like, set up this 20,000 soldiers mm-hmm. all hanging by pikes, and he's just sitting there feasting, and he, it's even told that he, like, dipped his bread in the blood of his
0: victims. A historian on it, and they were talking about Vlad the Impaler, and there's just one thing I remember about, like, in his home, there... <laughs> He had heads of different people like he there was displays of like body parts like in his home. So even when he's in yep. his home, it was this show of power of like, I am in control. And that like if you got invited to like a, a banquet or anything, even if it was just like every like people that he trusted, it was still like he could kill you if you said the wrong thing just to prove I'm in charge. Yeah, <laughs> no. I mean, and let's, you her, remember I too, and there's like the
2: bloodthirsty up- up- aspect hard. to it, but uh what was a pretty strong thing back then too and still today is that he believed God was on his side with us, yes. Oh yeah yeah. And exactly. so him doing these absolutely brutal things that you even said the Pope was telling him to go ahead with was yep. all the more reason to be brutal and ruthless because these people justified. were yeah, these people were godless and he was <sighs> He was, you know, the right hand of it and he was meant for this greatness, which is the interesting way that then Bram Stoker takes his interpretation of Vlad the Impaler into Dracula as essentially that same person who then at the end of his rampage is then turned on by God by losing the one thing that was closest to him and that God was able to take that away from him, and so he yeah. turned. He turned against God, and because he turned against God, turns into this vampiric creature um, with still the ruthlessness of, you know, Va- Vlad the Impair- Impaler, Vlad Dracul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he eventually claimed the
1: title Dracula. So Vlad the Third Dracula, because it, Dracula means the son of Dracul, right? Um, the son of the dragon. Mm -hmm. and i think the new movie dracula portrayed it a lot more historically accurate than any any of the other dracula films have done which because now they had him like in a castle he's a lord he's really just trying to fight for uh i guess he was like fighting for his family and like his lordship and stuff um which is a lot more accurate than like he's a vampire who's like super old and just doesn't have very much of a backstory.
2: And which movie were you referring to? Were you
0: referring to the 2014?
1: I think it was, yeah, probably 2014. Dracula Untold? Yeah. Yeah, Dracula Untold.
2: Okay, so... Yeah, I've seen that one. He looks vicious. Got the dragon on his armor and stuff.
0: Oh! Yeah, okay, so... Let's talk about Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yes. Okay. Let's get into some fiction. Okay. So, Bram Stoker published Dracula or it was published. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to edit that. Dracula by Bram Stoker it was published in 1897. Before his novel, there was other vampiric tales that notably the most popular within the, like this period was The Vampire by John William. I'm not going to I should have YouTubed how to say that name. Polidori, Polidori, sure. That was 1819. And then there was Carmilla, which is in 1872. And that is a woman vampire who is also a lesbian. That was very revolutionary. But people have commented that when it's not a human, when it's the supernatural creature, those topics are actually easier to discuss. And we see that with Anne Rice interview with a vampire as well
1: yeah it allows them to have like this sexual freedom that i think a lot of people were yearning for to be able to have and they were able to portray it with characters who were not considered
0: human yeah i don't know fiction has benefits that's one of the the things that i really want to like that's why half of this podcast is entertainment because it's, we know that these things aren't real. We have the medical understanding to know that these things aren't real. But yet, they're still making movies with vampire characters and, and supernatural beings because yep. it's I think there's psychological benefits of portraying these in fiction. And you can do certain things mm-hmm. with metaphors that makes it a lot yeah, easier. Yeah, there's like
1: the entertainment quality. And then there's like the storytelling of history quality. And then there's the talking about just... Thing portraying things that society maybe wants to do or wants to portray and make normal or somewhat normal, but they have to do it with a fictional character who maybe isn't even like human.
0: Yeah, this is all good stuff. I'm gonna make this a two parter, just like the Area 51 episode, because I'm like, I don't want to cut anything. This is good. Um, dive in, yeah. Okay, so Bram Stoker took nine years to write his novel spending time at the British Library in London for research. Um, Some of the well-known rituals surrounding vampires first appeared in Stoker's novels, such as the use of garlic to repel a vampire attack and classic bite on the neck that the vampires feed and then passes the affliction on to the victim. So those are some, some new things that he, that weren't as widely, you know, believed. Okay. Okay, this is, this is really exciting. Okay. And I learned this on a ghost tour when I was in Dublin and I tried to find a reference for it, but I couldn't, but I know it's a thing because that I heard fun. it was, oh, it was one of the coolest things I've ever done. Ah, oh, it was so much fun. It was like my favorite thing when I went to Ireland, besides going to the leprechaun museum, which is like, it's just all about folklore, but yeah, ghost tours are awesome. I took, or Chris and I went on a ghost tour in, Port, in Portland on our anniversary and it was, it was pretty, it was pretty fun. You get history that you wouldn't otherwise get. So, um, what's not widely known is that Bram Stoker, he was, he was an Irishman and he moved to London in his thirties. So this idea of feeling like a stranger, um, which at one point in the book, Dracula says how, you know, he plots to, to move to London and he admits like, I will be a stranger there. And that's, you know, reminiscent of how Bram Stoker felt as an Irishman, like going to London, because the Irish and the English, they did not get along. No. Okay, so, so this is what I learned in the ghost story. Something that's not widely known is that the first draft of Stoker's novel, the main character had a different name and he was an Irishman. And the whole story took place in Ireland. Um, Stoker's publisher, who was an Englishman, told him if he wanted the book to be successful beyond Ireland, he would have to change the ethnicity of the main character and possibly the location. He told, mm. him, "Yeah, I mean, at one point, you know, on one hand, it's like, well, I'm Irish and I'm proud, but you're not going to change the world overnight. Do you want this book to be successful outside of this very small country?" And and the his. Publisher, which is this, this kind of sucks, but his publisher told him that no self-respecting Englishman would believe that an Irishman could be that debonair and that seductive, which is kind of like a dig. But at the same time, he's trying to help him. Your book's not going to be successful because the English don't like the Irish. And so
1: that's exactly accurate. Yeah.
0: So what he did is he went back through the manuscript and he chained, he had like this story of you know, this character and I think they actually, the Irish call it like a wamp, a wampier with a W but he you know, he went to the drawing board, and he went back, and he changed everything. And then he looked at things beyond his country, and he decided on Transylvania because they were thought to be as mysterious and foreign. It was this thing that was completely unknown to, you know, like Europe, to English, to the English, to the UK, basically. And he'd never, he never went to modern day Romania. He's never been to Transylvania. So everything that he did, that was partly why it took so long to, to research is because he went back and he he changed the outlook of his of his whole of his whole story. And there's nothing that says there's nothing that directly says that he based it on Vlad the Impaler, but right. the name Dracula and, you know, like there's 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 enough thing where it was like it was the same country and the name, obviously, is that it was it had a lot of connection to it. But yeah. But yeah, to think of just like, think for a second of how like vampire culture is the dark, mysterious man. I think if it was just like, well, hello, wee lassie. Like it just, <laughs> it's completely different. <laughs> like can't, you can't picture it. You can't picture like an Irishman. Like, Well,
2: he doesn't write it as an Irishman.
0: I know. Yeah. But like, you know, like in a cape and it's just, it would just completely change Maybe. like a redheaded tall, like.
2: Maybe he just you know. understands his own people yeah. enough to <laughs> not write them as this main character. That's true. <laughs> that's true, yeah.
0: So that's something that's would it change
2: me. our image of it.
0: Yeah, it sure. would be completely different. So the castle that they think it that the you know, the castle that Dracula lived in was actually based on the Dublin castle. And he worked as a legal clerk in that castle for thirteen years. And castles in Ireland, they're like a dime a dozen. They're they're everywhere. Like mm. We, we drove across that whole country and it's kind of like a little bit bigger than the size of Washington state to kind of give you yeah. a scope. And there was just dilapidated little castles like everywhere. So like uh, you could have like a bank in an old castle. So I'm not sure what he did at the time in Dublin castle, but it was just like a big business building. But, um, yeah. but they think that he based Dr- Dracula's home after that castle. Cause he, he spent a lot of time in it. It's, it's very beautiful by the way, very Gothic, very, very creepy. Um, this like, okay, Dracula, the book it's, I don't even know how many pages it is, but it's thick. I have the audiobook and it's 15 hours long and I haven't scratched the surface. <laughs> like, um, it's told primarily through a collection of journal entries, letters and telegrams written and recorded by its main characters. So this story has six different narratives which is kind of, that's a lot. It's, it's kind of like a hard read, but it is interesting. Um, there's a lot I could go into with this story, but um, one line that I thought was notable is that this is when he's talking to Ben Helsing and he says, your girls that you all love are already mine. So it's this, it doesn't matter their character or their status I have the power to control them. And so that was kind of this the like the the popular novels for for this time, and Dracula especially changed the perspective of what we talked about of vampires being this scary, like almost zombie-like thing. There was zero romance. Think back to when Chris and I were talking about. The documentary 2004, they ripped the heart out of a corpse. Like there is nothing. Wrong. There's no twilight in their perspective. There's just this no, thing no. that was terrifying.
1: But it, when, when relatives things, coming back to life as like a monster and like it, killing
0: people. Yeah. Not, there's no that. So the it's just very interesting to me how this thing that was, you know, dead and evil and and terrifying, was as the, as you know modernity kind of like came into the picture and people started to understand their bodies more and to understand that this wasn't a thing that it, it kind of changed the the viewpoint to now there's this this seductive man that can turn even the most righteous and virginal of women to to follow him and so it's yeah. like I, I it's really interesting to think about the psychology behind there's this new fascination of like wanting to live forever and how there's this you know idealism in that of like what if we could live forever what if it only took somebody biting you and, and changing you what if a man could control a, a woman no matter what you know she thought or a man I mean let's remember he also was able to have com- you know power over um, Jonathan Hacker Parker. Parker thank you it sounded wrong as soon as it came out <laughs> <laughs> and so just kind of this like person that's in a way sexually fluid and that can call anyone no matter what their sexuality is like let's say yeah. Jonathan Harker is straight not when he meets Dracula he's not like oh anything you say what happened what day is it how come I look older and you look younger like I mean there's all of these implications
2: it's charisma it's power of charisma yeah <laughs> vampire <laughs> charisma
0: that's just <laughs> so funny how said it can that. turn
2: into a bat or a wolf or a dog or use your charisma.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a personality.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, some other notable things about Dracula. It, Which Go ahead. On a more serious
2: mind. note, if you really take into account charisma and you think of some serial killers, that
0: oh. ooh,
2: has some strong potential right there, right? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah.
0: Oh, you just made it really real.
2: Charisma. Well, yeah, seriously.
1: I just think of Ted Bundy, how, like, he was yeah. strong. Right. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. just
2: convinced people to get in the car with him. Right. And that's kind of like Dracula in, in that same yeah, sense. Yeah, he just, just that's control very over similar. People, right? And you're just, you're like, yep. you're drawn, you're pulled into it. That's, like, the big thing that Bram Stoker does with his it's vampire a, Dracula. It's yeah. His, his ability to, like, have this sway over people it's not just like he's this powerful monster but like he's able to kind of like control them and manipulate and, them and stuff and people want to want to work for him and want to be, be with around
0: him, him. Yeah. and just like
2: uh like what's the guy who eats the bugs and stuff um what
0: <laughs> Who's the well, guy that yeah, eats? i
2: mean dracula has gypsies that are like oh de- it's a
0: character i thought you meant a real like, person no, like nowadays
2: <laughs> that are like dedicated to protecting him and mm-hmm. even um Gosh, there's He's a the characters. there's a guy that wants to become a vampire too, and is like dedicated to working for I and mean, maybe would eat bugs and like vermin and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. What is this from? This is a character in Dracula in Bram Stoker's in, Bram Stoker's. in, the, oh, novel. in the novel. Wow. Yeah, which is like that's interesting because that's been in a lot of like different kind of vampire literature. Is that there's vampires Renfield. Renfield. Renfield is there's kind of like vampire groupies that will hang around hoping to be turned, but they maybe they're not like attractive or, or whatever. They're not their first pick, so they're just kind of like their little servant boys. Or yeah, they can kind of you can kind of keep them stringing along, you know, mm-hmm. and
1: like keep them at bay doing his bidding and stuff but he's never really going to
2: turn them yeah Yeah. and that's what I I like about Dracula and it's kind of been pulled from Dracula into these modern versions of even like um, what's his name from Twilight
0: Edward
2: edward and it's just his power it's like oh you're, you're sort of drawn to that it's not even that he's like this crazy monster creature and he's just gonna overpower you it's, it's just this pull this pull that you can't get away from and you yeah find that in twilight he can't really control
1: it as much you know people are just drawn to it he's not really like
0: he's not putting it like, on glamoring it's just there. Them towards
2: the towards him. yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Glamoring, glamoring. I do like that. That's a good use of that. Okay, I some other a lot things. Of vampire stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dracula unfortunately didn't reach the height of its popularity while Bram Stoker was alive. I think he died in just
2: classic, right?
0: I know it happens
2: so often. Yeah, classic
0: for like an artist, you have to for your work to be famous you have to die yeah so he died <laughs> man, in should,
2: should do something and then fake your death and <laughs>
0: yes. put it out there
2: and be like oh i got you
0: that's a, that's a great i was like Let i was in witness disappear. protection sorry <laughs> like yeah and then watch your stuff blow up yeah right? yeah yeah <laughs>
2: and like still set up your bank off. account to receive all that stuff
1: <laughs> yeah just money launder it
2: yeah
0: oh man <laughs> okay, so Bram Stoker died in 1912, and it didn't reach the height of popularity until the film Nosferatu, which was made in 1929. God, that's old. It's very old. It, it's creepy. I don't know if you've it's seen it. So it's creepy. so creepy. Like I didn't think yeah. a silent film could creep me out, but it was it's very that, creepy.
2: Just him creeping with you, his like, hands out in front of, the the of him. So, and,
0: yes. Look. Yeah, and
2: he's got the hands, and
0: uh. it's very creepy. So, although it was a great film, the people that made it were idiots because, like, it was completely, like, what do you call it? Um, There was... um, what do you call it Uh, plagiarism plagiarized they completely plagiarized the story because it's basically the story of dracula but they mix up some of the names and the characters and they paid zero royalties there wasn't even a discussion to bram stoker's widow who was alive along with their children and so they rightfully so sued the studio after it was made, and they were sued into bankruptcy. They went completely bankrupt, which... Ooh,
1: as they deserve.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so, after that, his widow kind of wised up and was like, okay, people are wanting this story, so I'm going to protect it. And so, she approved the copyright for the, the play adaptation.
1: Nice.
0: And... That was made very popular by Bela Lugosi's performance, so popular Uh, that that they made the movie where he starred in Dracula, released in 1931. And that movie made Dracula and Bela Lugosi a household name. So that is what made Dracula kind of globally known was this film because a play is, you know, is wonderful, but only so many people can see it in the thirties. And so they made this film and it became very, very popular. So it's kind of sad that, but, but then, um, his Bram Stoker's widow and their family was able to receive all of that money. So at least that happened in her lifetime. And then since then, yeah. And I'm glad that she like wised up and was like, you want to do a movie? We're gonna do a play, and then we're gonna do our own movie, and it's gonna beat yours, Nosferatu. <laughs> like I think that's... Yeah,
1: after suing them until they're like completely bankrupt. Like, yeah. Good job.
0: Yeah, good I job. think that's complete. Cause I mean, they didn't. They didn't have a lot of money. Um, Bram Stoker he would write play reviews. And his payment was like the tickets to the play. Like he had been writing short horror stories for like most of his career while he was like a teller and like a, like a legal clerk. He, he worked really, really hard to become an author. And so it's not like they were rolling in it like she was, they didn't have a lot. And and most of the time they were in London where they were, you know, Irish immigrants and nobody wanted them around. And so I think like, good for you to like stand up for your husband's work and to have it be recognized because they didn't even recognize that, Oh, this great story that made Nosferatu famous. It was written by Bram Stoker. And so if anything, they got the
1: man. Yeah. That's like his dream you no. like this great author, and to get his story out there, and he did. He worked so hard on the side,
0: yeah, you know, and having
1: like a real career and everything, and he he never saw the the success of it. And that sucks. Yeah, it's like Edward Aller, Edward Allen Poe, who like yeah, and then all now he's like one of the most like famous and notable American authors in history. In American history, and he never saw a bit of his own success.
0: Yeah. I know. It's, it's sad. And he died in a really tragic way. He had a he had a pretty sad life. I mean, something was going Super on. Super sad. And, yeah, like it was just, it was a lot. He
1: was like very sickly, and then he was just found in like the gutter of a city, just dead.
0: That's so, <laughs> that's so sad. That's so sad. Well, yeah. I'm glad that he had the guts to. Uh, Be an artist. You know what I mean? Because it's one thing to be like, "Oh, this sucks," but to have the guts to write. I mean, he wrote some pretty dark stuff. But I'm glad that I don't know. I just like think of people that like could have been really good artists, and they were just like, "Oh no, I'm not. I can't." Like that, you know?
1: Or someone squashes it because they're like, "You need to be successful," or exactly that's not going to make you any money. And then they don't even like put all of their like. Extra time into it, like um, Bram Stoker did, and that's yeah. just so admir- admirable to see that he is famous even after he's dead because of all the effort that he put in on the side.
0: Mm-hmm. Nine years took the man nine years to write a novel. Like, so good for his good for his wife who yeah like fought tooth and nail, and she was a lady, so not the easiest time. But mm-hmm. you know, let's see what women the amendment to vote was in 1920 something but still that's in america i don't know what it was like for ladies in london but yeah good for her
2: uh, wasn't it like 1918 or something
0: like that was it that sounds i thought we hit
2: 100 years on that yeah Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah i think that sounds right i i thought it was 1920 i gotta learn let's find out
2: hundred years sounds so Nin- short. June 4th, 1919. 1919.
0: We were both wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like right hey, we were like right in the cut middle. Yeah. the difference. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah cut the difference. We'll be right. It was a good team. Take a year, leave a year. Yeah, I knew it happened <laughs> recently,
2: the hundred year thing. So I was like, yeah. that either happened last year or the year before. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, but yeah, as far as Dracula is concerned, when you think vampire, it's second. Like second thing that comes into your mind. Let's hope. If somebody says Twilight I'll be like, get out like, get out <laughs> get out there's the door. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been in publication for over a hundred years and you know still going strong. The uh, audible version I have I haven't I, I'm still on Jonathan Harker's perspective, but Tim Curry plays Dracula so I'm excited for when that rolls around because nice. he's entertaining no matter what he does <laughs> Dude with audio books. It has like the voices have to be on par with the storyline and the characters and stuff. Otherwise, I just lose interest, even if it's a good story. Exactly. Yeah. That's why yeah. it, you know those samples. I'm glad, like I have to listen to it, and they're usually like yeah. four or five minutes. It's just just enough time for you to go, mm, nope, <laughs> or this will work. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <Yep>. mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I guess just finishing this, this up. I don't know. It's just kind of that like. The thing that's so fascinating to me is how vampires were very feared. This idea in folklore, that was, was very real to people, we've seen very terrifying versions, like all the ones that Chris told me about. I didn't know. That's why. That's why I like giving people topics I don't know because I'm I'm like learning. And he started to tell me about one of them like yesterday. And I was like, no, 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 stop, stop, stop! You got to tell me, <laughs> tell me during the podcast. <laughs> it's more. It. yeah, we more entertaining that way. But what does that's it so say? Funny. What does it say about us that we've grown and this thing that we used to fear, we've now changed it and taken it for our entertainment. I don't know. There's so many, I, I I wish I had like a psychologist like in my pocket that I could just like call and be like, what does this mean? What are your thoughts on this? Mm -hmm." I mean,
2: There was still a level of entertainment for it back in that time of being like sharing these stories about it, of, of like be aware. And you know, these are somewhat bedtime stories, a little bit more leaning into the, be careful because these things are out right. there type thing, but it's still entertainment story to hear like, Ooh, that's this, that's the scary ghost story around the fire that you're getting. And we that's just have this, this way of portraying it now with our movies and stuff like that. That's just another form. Really.
0: I mean, if you think about it, people yeah. are really into true crime and those are like yeah. real people yeah. doing real horrible things. And so I, I think it's just part of human nature to be fascinated with Um, I was working on my, my trailer and my intro for the podcast, which is the hardest thing. Talking like this is easy, but just being like, you're going to hear about this and I'm going to discuss this. Like, it's, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. But you're it's,
1: saying it's hard to, like, promote yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah. like yeah, like I how so I was understand. texting you. I was like, oh, this seems really arrogant. Like, I am yeah. the host of the podcast. Here's my photo. Ding! Like, it's... I am
2: awesome!
1: I'm
0: like, <laughs> but in it, there's, like, a part where I talk about what you're not going to hear so much on this podcast is reviews of, like, bloody horror films. Because I know that there's going to be a lot of people they are like, oh, I wonder, because I say I do reviews, but uh, if it's very violent, I I just, I'm squeamish. And, but in it, I talk about how I understand, I understand why it's popular. And I completely understand that it's in some regards healthy for people to watch, you know, horror stories because we're all human. Death is inevitable. So there's going to be this curiosity, this fascination, this wanting to understand it and see it from different angles at this safe distance. And so I- I understand that fascination with it because it's 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 nothing that any of us can a- avoid, and so yeah. seeing it from different like angles a
1: cautionary tale.
0: Yeah, all of that being understood, I just still have a squeamish stomach. So, <laughs> like totally. some things I can watch, some things I can't. But I do find it all all fascinating. I, a, I don't know, like I
1: I really like pretty violent. It sounds really bad, but oh, I, so. I enjoy to an extent like more violent things I don't honestly know why but Mm -hmm. I think it's the entertainment value of it and can you give me a a few more minutes okay thanks
0: (laughs) (laughs) to those listening Nick just rolled his eyes hardcore you don't
1: you don't need to come here in person (laughs) He
0: he knocked that's you know that's a change last time he just walked in (laughs)
1: He knocked and didn't open the door. That's true. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's sometimes he just knocks and then opens.
1: And I'm like, hey. What's up? As I told you, there is no privacy. Yeah. <laughs> no well, such thing in this family.
0: Yeah. Well done. To, <laughs> to finish this off, this was a, a good discussion. But for the next topic, uh, which I want to do with you and Chris, is werewolves. And since you were a doll yeah. and you watched the vampire diaries that means, that means you can pick what we watch for this next one um chris had an idea of uh what's that the movie rise of the, it's one of
2: the lichens so i was thinking movies. that too so yeah,
0: i mean really that, good that's a suggestion but but any really anything that you want that we can access through maybe streaming or something so none of us have to cool. buy it but um yeah let us know what you think and then we'll watch it and then we'll do a review and then we can talk about werewolves ah, i'm amazing. excited
2: I'm, I'm stoked
1: i'm stoked <laughs> cool yeah werewolves are sick dude they're like you asked me on the field trip which one it I would be if I could choose between like a werewolf and a vampire. Yeah. And it's a really hard choice.
0: It's my favorite it really question. Open ended any version that you want. People are like, Oh, and it's funny. That's what got me. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I was like, I was like, because you're not limiting it to like two different, like very specific options of like, you know, one story of a vampire, yeah. one story of a werewolf. <laughs> I'm like, Oh,
0: yeah, because um, <laughs> at first you're like, "Wait, if I have to be changed by the full moon, you're like vampire. I, I need my choices. I need my freedom. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: don't like, get choice. Yeah, gonna, it just happens, werewolf. and it's like oh werewolf no, from them. underworld, a lichen. That's right. Like werewolf. He,
0: that's what Chris would yes. be. Yeah. yeah.
2: In a heartbeat, she said. are immortal because, like, They can change into this huge beast of a creature, which I think is awesome too. Yes, <laughs> I would be and they can use those abilities when they're not like yeah, they still strong yeah. and stuff. yeah,
1: they can still like jump really high even when they're a human form. yeah.
0: I like the type versions of werewolves where you turn into just like a large wolf, not like this creature, but it's at whenever whenever you want. and I there's this book series I, I listen to, and there's a lot about like pack mentality that's really made me think like oh except i i would like to be a lone wolf i don't want to have to like listen to an alpha i'd be either a lone wolf or i'd be an omega like i could do whatever i want and i would have freedom but every now and then i'd be like all right fine you're my alpha whatever but yeah i would (laughs) i'd be a big beautiful white wolf (laughs) (laughs) yeah um that's very in line with like the
1: true blood story of um Werewolves is like when they turn into a werewolf, they're mostly turning into like a dog form, like a big wolf. Yeah. And instead of like this big beast wolf thing,
0: that's like, yeah, I would like to have, because some of them they're like, "Ah," and you like kill the one you love most. I'm like, that doesn't sound appealing. Like, I don't want that.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Just want to be a big dog and not have to confine to like human (laughs) behavioral things.
1: Yeah, like in Harry Potter when, um, I forget the, the professor.
0: professor's name. Uh. Yeah, he
1: turns into a werewolf and it's like...
0: Run, this. Harry! Yeah.
1: That was a weird Lupin. werewolf.
0: Lupin! That's right! Lupin! Because of Lupin and Remus from the, um, the, the Roman brothers that were fed by the she-wolf.
2: Yeah, I think his name is Remus Lupin.
0: Remus Lupin! That's right!
2: I didn't know where that originated from. That's cool.
0: Oh, werewolf episode i'll 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 teach you <laughs> I'll, I'll learn you good oh yeah werewolves is more interesting to me than vampires because i don't know there's just there's a lot there's, there's a lot with any of them but i like this i i feel drawn to those stories a little bit more Totally. Okay. well we've been at this for a couple hours
2: <laughs> yeah
0: more <laughs> than Absolutely. a couple more than a couple well thank you it's nick so this much point where i'm like
1: i'm like oh, okay um yeah yeah yeah
2: (laughs) we should we should like focus in on things a bit tighter
0: yeah yeah it's
2: I I don't think we needed we could have just done one one episode (laughs) on any of the one things we were talking about and split it up between us that's
0: true because the last time I did this it was like fairies and it was really easy to be like boom 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 but these topics are huge and so yeah. I'm learning as I there's go, but to it. maybe we'll focus on like one thing. So maybe yeah. for like werewolves, there's one documentary that's really good. We can just watch it because it goes over a bunch of stuff and then we should just talk about that. I think.
1: Cool. Yeah. Like the history of um, Vlad the Impaler, like we could have all researched it yeah. because there's so much history like mm-hmm, in, yeah. like embedded in his whole life. Like I couldn't really understand or follow the plot line between like the two different empires that he's fighting and like who he's fighting at one time. And I was like, this is really deep history as well. Mm-hmm. And history. that I don't know. Like, I don't know
0: the like, Ottoman um, empire. I don't really go yeah, over that like, too, the too invasions
1: much <laughs> of like Romania at the time. I'm like, that's
0: wild.
2: Yeah. I mean, d- vampires in different cultures, like just going off of the, the Zhangxi one, I could have done that one, though, like for an hour and a half because it's yeah. just there's so much in depth and about how it's affected their, uh, you know, media and stuff like that and in how it's in movies and animes and and comics and stuff
0: like that. Ooh, I got to find it, it something. Pops up a lot.
2: Yeah. Different versions of it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Dude, Asian uh, uh, anime of, like, scary stuff is so
0: scary. (laughs) It's
1: so scary.
0: Uh, I'll have to, I'm going to definitely hop on YouTube tonight. Well.
1: Definitely do so. I
0: guess we'll we'll sign off. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. (laughs) Yeah, of course.
2: Thank you.
0: And thank you, Chris. And thank you both for looking up topics. And I'm excited to do it again.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, my little strangelings, thank you for listening, and we hope you join us next time on Folklore Friday. Scare you later.